The Money Show. FAQs. So the most commonly asked question of the last month or so, and so many of you ask it, and most of you who are asking the question are asking it in a very shouty, Bruce is an idiot kind of way, because I'm calling what I see as a bubble in Bitcoin. I'm not calling the end of the blockchain, the blockchain upon which Bitcoin is built and so many of the other um, the other fad currencies are being built, or so-called currencies. But I, I'm, I'm going to question, I have sort of pose the question slightly differently to Fazam Eshan who is the head of blockchain initiative at RMB. People want to know why Bitcoin is so valuable. I want to ask why Bitcoin is so expensive. They're opposite sides of the same Bitcoin, aren't they, Fazza? Hi, Bruce. First of all, I, I don't think you're an idiot, so let's get that straight. Oh, thank you. But, um, Except uh, on but, Bitcoin, um, no. <laughs> so, so Bitcoin is a difficult thing to understand. And I think the reason is, is that one needs to have an appreciation for what money is in society. And so money has historically been the most frictionless asset in our society. It helps us trade. It helps us, uh, you know, measure the value of things. And, you know, simply put, Bitcoin is the most frictionless asset or cryptocurrencies are the most frictionless asset that humanity has ever known. They transfer across borders quicker and cheaper than, than any money we've ever known. Uh, and and they do that in a way that facilitates trade and in a world that's becoming more and more unified. So when people say that it's very, very expensive, one has to realize that there are only 21 million of these things out there. <clears throat> there will be 21 million. At the moment, there are only 16.7 million. And Bruce, another way to put that is, you know, the smallest unit of a Bitcoin is called a Satoshi. And it's 100 millionth of a Bitcoin. Now, if we priced Bitcoin in terms of a Satoshi, the price of one Satoshi would be $0.00007. And we probably wouldn't be saying it's a bubble. So this nominal number that's there because it's in such a scarce supply seems to delude many people and confuse people. So I think rather than focusing on the price, one really needs to understand what's the utility of this asset class, what's the utility of Bitcoin, and as I said earlier, quite frankly, it's the most frictionless asset in the world, yeah. and there's utility for that. I, I get you completely, and I couldn't agree with you more. But the the focus, and it's a point made by the Economist, I think this week or was it Newsweek or one of them, is the obsession with the Bitcoin at the moment is not about the fact that it is the most frictionless asset in the world, not that it is a work of pure genius, not that it is possibly the future of of, of currency dealing around the world. That's not the focus. The focus right now is price and how much higher the price is going to go. And is it too late to get into Bitcoin? And should I go and buy some? And should I mortgage my house? And should I sell my children? Almost that sort of frenetic approach to it. You're right. And in a way, it's a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because as people see that it is this, the price is going up and they get into it, and as merchants see that the price is going up and more people have it, and therefore say, okay, I'm going to start selling my product in Bitcoin, and more people see that you know, more products are being sold in Bitcoin, and therefore they go and buy Bitcoin, it, it, it starts to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Now, that's not to say that there won't be a lot of volatility groups. You know, if the price drops 50%, 60%, 70% over the next few weeks, I wouldn't be surprised. But the trajectory is one in which it, it has the fundamentals to become much, much greater than what it is today. The current value of, uh, of Bitcoin overall is about 120 billion US dollars. And Bruce, let me give you one stat that may blow your mind. If you think about 
the amount of money in the South African economy right now. You add up all the notes and coins and all the checking accounts in the South African economy in rands, convert that to dollars, that figure is about $114 billion. Bitcoin is bigger Bitcoin than is South Africa. <laughs> Bitcoin is bigger than the South African M1 money supply. So I think for those that are dismissing it, I think they do well just to step back to try to understand what actually is going on. Because this isn't something that will disappear anytime soon. It's not going to disappear, but you acknowledge that the fact that there is the risk of extreme volatility and uh, people who go into this need to tread exceptionally carefully. And, and what's, what's my favorite line of people who love Bitcoin, the people who, who meet up at breakfast meetings and things and they can talk about nothing else? It's don't put money in that you can't afford to lose. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. I do that. And I, I say... Put money in in proportion to your knowledge of the technology that, that drives it. As you start to understand it more, understand the economics behind it, you'll feel more confident. And I think the last thing to say, Bruce, or one of the last things to say is that you know, we live in a world that is dominated by the nation state. Our money is based mostly on a nation state, a country. The world is moving beyond the nation state, and it's having difficulty to do so because our governance structures, our money, etc., is based on the nation state. Cryptocurrencies start questioning that paradigm and start saying, well, why do we have money only at a nation state? And why can't we have an international money? And so that also is something that's very attractive to people because they can buy some Bitcoin here and they can go spend it in Japan and in, in, in uh, the U.S. and other places. And this is just the beginning. So, uh, you know, people have been saying that this is that it's very, very expensive. Uh, since the time that it hit parity with the U.S. dollar. When it was $1, people thought it was expensive. Then at 10 then at 100 then a 1000 So I think one has to kind of step back and look at the trend and understand the fundamentals of what's driving this and not just look at the price. The price can be leading, misleading both ways. Fazam, thank you very much indeed. Fazam Esani, who is the head of the Blockchain Initiative at RMB.